Josh's network dying? I hope so. We're also going to be talking about Bo Burnham's inside. Will it have a lasting impact in the world? I'm Joe. I'm Josh. You've got questions? You're feeling grounded. <laughs> Starring the pen. Welcome to Feeling Grounded with your hosts, Josh and Joe. Sharpie, not a sponsor. If you want to, if you want to sponsor, if you want to sponsor listen, a Sharpie, that would be fantastic. I would love, I love these ultra fine point Sharpies. I use them for like everything. Yes, yes. Some of those big fatter Sharpies, like, uh, that's that's a regular pen. Like the really oh, girth, like this the, the girthy, the big the girthy, girthy one. Yeah, oh, those ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have. Um, I'm a G2 boy, and I'm a Sharpie Ultra Fine man. So what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to the channel. I want you guys all to like the video. Click the hit bell. that hit that notification bell because Comment. it certainly will help out uh, the algorithm if you guys are viewing our content. Also. Become a patron for only three bucks a month. You'll see exclusive content. Check us out also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And you'll also find other mediums for us if you follow us on Instagram at Feeling Grounded Podcasts. Love it. All right. So how you doing, Joe? You know what I'm doing? It's uh, It's been a pretty hectic week. Just mm-hmm. uh, it's been sort of a spiritual warfare, you know. Okay. Just just yeah. trying to like just trying to get everything done, mm-hmm. done. It's not exactly people like looming over my shoulder. It's just uh, getting it done for me. Yeah, trying to get yourself in gear. You feel mm-hmm. that? Been there, done that multiple times. But you're done, all right. You're done, done skis. Yeah, and then we'll uh, be reconvening for uh, helping out with those summer schoolers right, summer, in the not in the not too distant future. That's good. Very good. Yeah. So, how like how many weeks do you have until I have two roughly, and then after that, I'll have like a whole month off roughly. Okay. Well, there you go. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. So I have three more days. Three more days left. By by Wednesday, next Wednesday will be good to go. What do you got planned other than moving into the house? That's pretty much it. And then there's a couple events that we're gonna be doing. And then really, I'm just going to be relaxing, working on the home, getting a new routine going. I'm going to spend a lot of time at home. I'm going to probably work at home mm. for the majority of the summer, work in the studio, and just kind of get the home life back, mm-hmm. the routine of my own family, my mm-hmm. wife and my kids. And you've been without that for months <clears throat> at this time. point. Yeah, a long time. Since the end of March. So it's a long time. <laughs> That's insanity. Yeah, That's yeah, insanity. I don't know how you did it. It's tough. It's tough. But... The end is near. The end is near. The end is near. So I used to work at a camp, and one year a high schooler, for like a theme night or a costume, something like pretended to be a crazy guy, and he had a cardboard piece of giant cardboard, and he wrote "The end is near" on it and ran around the camp screaming "The end is near." <laughs> was that after 2012 or before? <laughs> that was after. It was after. Oh. He's not exactly following the Mayan calendar. No. What was he? What was he doing? I was I was laughing so hard. I thought it was the funniest thing. Ever. <laughs> the end is near. It's like running through camp. 
one point he like ripped his shirt off and jumped in the pool. It's good stuff. <laughs> Using the cardboard box as a flotation device. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> good things indeed. Good things indeed. Have you ever worn uh, not worn a hat for the the show? Once. What was that uh, with Father Sean? I don't know. I had a hat. I th- oh yeah. It hat. was the China one when you're talking about China. Hmm. China and maybe the first episode actually. I live in the first episode too. Yeah, so there's two episodes. I like to wear hats. I'm so used to the hats. I gotta yeah. bring on a hat next time. I we'll enjoy. A I'm a hat wearer. I have like eight hats. And I'll cycle through them. I think I have three. Because I don't, I don't need them much. Sure. Understandable. The thing with me is that a lot of people will gift them to me. Mm-hmm. No. I'll wear them. Which hat is this? This is my Star Wars hat. Oh. You got a little uh, villain si- action. Oh, it's villain action. I can't even tell like who's on there. It's kind of so blurry. Dooku. Uh, Maul. Maul. Fine addition to my collection. Yeah, Gino. Uh, Grievous. I was gonna say Gino. <laughs> Grievous, Vader. Vader. Fett. Boba Fett. Emperor. Palpatine. Kylo uh-huh. Ren. And Snoke. It's cool hat. Yeah, I like that. Like that's all the other. Is though. it possible for you to X out the last two? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Sharpie, just fill it in. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You got your. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> my ultra fine. Pull it out again. Look at this. No, mm. I think you're going to need a little bit finer, uh, retractable. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, little, the fine point, thicker. Girthy boy. Size does not matter. Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> it's time for happy crappy so josh give me a happy or crappy you go first (laughs) well i have no crappies i really cannot think of one just like you i think last Mm. week my happy was that i got together with coworkers, and it was just incredibly organic just the way that we just came together and just spent our time nice. and just were yeah those are nice moments by the fire um Ooh. and then i decided to break away from the pack what they had on was they had the, um uh, i think it was uh philly playing uh, basketball mm. um and so i promptly changed that after maybe about 10 minutes to olympic trials track and field i was mm. only alone and then people like just started like coming around just to check it out um i love olympic trials nice i was watching some last night actually me with swimming is oh, the nice. goat nice i was watching uh shot put just admiring all mm. the, the very large men <laughs> Because they were huge. But, Quote, um, we like large men. <laughs> <laughs> this is going really well. And <laughs> the 10,000 meter run, I saw that. I'm like, I'm one of those people, I don't like running. I like to, I like to run in real life, but I don't like to watch running. I think that's kind of silly to watch people run. If I were to... be honest i would say that that's not very interesting to me i'd rather watch grass grow what about uh horses running you know the uh kentucky derby i do like that i do like that because it's short Mm -hmm. you know it's like a minute long and then it's exciting at the end 
I never got into it before, but my in-laws recently, not recently, they've always watched it, watched all of the horse races. And they would like, everyone would pick somebody, pick a horse. And then, you know, it's just exciting to root for your winner. And then you, and then you promptly don't win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But every time without fail. Twice, I've, my horse has won. This past year I did, I forget which one it was, but Rom Bauer was a winner. And then like two or three years ago, I chose the other winner, which was a good feeling. Truthfully, I don't follow Kentucky Derby. Maybe I will. I mean, I, I don't either, to be <laughs> honest. It's just the one day thing. I get a message saying, pick your horse. And I'm like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> For me, let's see, happy. It was just a regular week, nothing too crazy. Um, just worked and had a holy hour so played mm. some praise and worship music which was nice and then uh, on thursday and chilled got a lot done at work I, i'm starting to do i have a little courtyard over here and um weeding it and i'm gonna restain it and mm -hmm. sand it and all that stuff so i'm excited about that It'll be like my summer work here what do you usually do when you make it beautiful what do you usually have on uh playing when you're working with the hands i i'm two i have two playlists so i have a get pumped playlist which is on spotify you can follow me at. and then i have a classic rock playlist where i just do all classic rock like dad rock yeah 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 <laughs> and then um no podcast yeah, yeah. so I, sometimes i'll do podcasts I, I go through like ups and downs with podcasts mm -hmm. like sometimes i'll listen to them and i'll listen to them for like a month straight and just like go through all the ones that i like um, but then sometimes I don't because what I find is like I will, I will listen to all of them and then I won't I'll run out of things to listen to yep. you know what I mean um, in between new episodes it does I like get, to like binge them and it then, does get tedious while listening to people talk, unless like it's a long car ride one spurt thing right. um, I mean we're one to talk because we are running a podcast <laughs> well but, ours um, is interesting and we'll never get old no <laughs> But um, yeah, so I, yeah, so the classic, <coughs> classic rock playlist and then the get pumped, play <laughs> the classic, <coughs> the classic <laughs> rock playlist and then the get, get pumped, which get pumped is like rap and it's like EDM and some like rock stuff. I'm getting into this band called Royal Blood mm. and I really like them a lot. If you haven't listened to them, you should check them out. Are I'm they the relatively, song. relatively new? uh i think 2015 was like their first like big album okay and they i think they just released something recently but i like i can recommend another one just like that because they mm -hmm. seem more like dad rock you said royal blood no, uh royal blood is a little little heavier kind of like okay hard, hard rock i would have to say also this is borderline uh that as well you should also listen to tyler bryant and the shakedown mm. they nice. are uh, they're blues based, but also I like to follow him on Instagram and he branches out in other areas to him and his band. They're probably at their fourth or fifth album by this point that just came out. Love it. Love it. I'm going to listen to them. So I'm always looking for new music. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so that, that's my happy. Had a good week. Pretty active. Went to the gym a lot. The only crappy is I didn't eat as well this week. Mm. I've been on a kick mm. of health and this week was not as good. Just a okay. lot of things kind of made it hard to well, not made it hard, but I just made some bad choices of eating that food. So. It is, it, it is, um, it is common to regress. Like, and yeah. that's just part of the process. Yeah, exactly. Just pushing through it when it gets hard. Yeah, and still maintaining it. I'm still mm -hmm. exercising really hard, and it feels good. I've been very active still. Uh, I just got to get back to my broccoli game, my broccoli and chicken. <laughs> yeah, you just got to put so. Like, what do you usually put on the broccoli? 
I just eat it raw, honestly. And really? I love it. I, yeah. Yeah. I'll just have a bag that's washed and just know, cook just... it. I would say cook it with, uh, on the stovetop with some, mm-hmm. some, uh, some garlic, of course. And then, uh, you get also some pepper doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. A little olive oil. <laughs> In there and make while the, uh, while, while the stovetop does a little ASMR. <laughs> Every episode, we got to mention it once. <laughs> what I was planning on doing on uh, Feeling Grounded's channel, on sharing it, because mm-hmm. there was this thing that was advertised, this lone woman in this black box room. She's like, like ASMR. She's like, I just wanted you to know that you should follow this channel. And I'm like, this is what we've been talking about. I might do that. <laughs> if you're watching this, Joe and Josh did put it on their Instagram account. Watch it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. The future is inevitable, but let's travel back in time. It's June 23rd, 2021. We're going to go all the way back to June 23rd, 1961. Mm. So, Antarctica. Josh, you ever been to Antarctica? Um... Twice in dreams, never in real life. (laughs) Never, never both for me. Um, But in June 23rd, on June 23rd, 1961, Antarctica treaty system was officially entered into force. It was signed two years before that in 1959. But essentially, land and ice shelves south of the 60 degrees south latitude parallel is to be used for peace research purposes, but all, no, military activity is prohibited. Mm. And also it prohibits nuclear explosions or disposal of radioactive material. Um, but <laughs> there are very few places in the world where, you know, that have never been touched by war, which is amazing if you really think about it. Um, but the environment is fully protected in Antarctica and scientific research is a priority, which is so beautiful. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's awesome. That's so cool. It's just a shame that like no, you can't really visit it because it's so cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but yeah, that's that's really neat. I've never, never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense. What's that sound <laughs> out there? It sounds like a horror yeah, movie, like a Stephen was, King movie. Yeah, they got the sports going on again. People cheering for their little snowflakes. Um, (laughs) so mine would you ever want to go there i mean i guess maybe just to see what it was like i would totally go to alaska but i would also go to antarctica Mm -hmm. how about this if our channel gets a hundred thousand subscribers one day hundred thousand we go to we go to we do an antarctica trip expedition (laughs) expedition really and we will live stream the event all right, you hear it. You heard it. You heard it first, people. A hundred thousand subscribers, and we will go to Antarctica. So, if you want to see us freezing our bums off, make sure you you like and share the video with your friends and family. Yeah, please share it because, you know, I, I would. I would. I would. I would go to Antarctica. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I would probably need a couple jackets, but just 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 one, just some, one or two, a pair of pants, probably. <laughs> because we're both in shorts right now i've got my short my short soccer shorts on (laughs) all right so mine june 23rd 1989 the the tim burton directed original 
Batman. With Michael Keaton. With Michael so this Keaton. appeared in theaters this day? Appeared in theaters. Jack Nicholson as the Joker. And we see a dark take on something that we've never seen in media. Really in comics, that's it. But and previously, comics, like yeah. 20 years before that, you have the campy, campy show. And also they had a campy movie too. Right. Yeah. What was it? Adam? Adam West. Yeah. Adam West. Adam West. Adam East, Adam Weist. Adam West. Well, you said Weist, but one of the one of the memeable moments of the Adam West uh, version is him doing, uh, like dancing around yeah, as yeah, Batman. Yeah. As Batman, yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, I would say a lot changed with the, the darker rendition of of Batman, and then from then on, we kind of see that keep going, and keep darker and darker as time progressed to where it is today. Yeah, and then this movie as well, fantastic score by Danny Elfman, mm. which evolved, I believe it was Danny Elfman, which evolved yeah, also it. into the animated series in the early 90s. That's right, that's with, right. Uh, with my favorite iteration of Batman, you got the Kevin Conroy mm-hmm. voice and Mark Hamill, voice. Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill Joker. Oh man, classic. It's probably one of the best animated series, I would say. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't seen the whole thing and I haven't watched it in quite a while, but. It's very short, only three seasons, I think. But then really? it evolved into the Superman series. You got right, the, right. you got the Justice League. The Justice of... League from there, right? It's the same Batman, right? The Kevin. Yeah. So that's just his. That's his voice in my head. Like when I hear see Batman, like that's just the voice that I hear. That Another end. thing is true yeah. coming up. Apparently, Michael Keaton, and we haven't really talked about how impactful Michael Keaton is because previously, he was a comedic, comedic guy. Right. Um, and then once he was announced as Batman, just like how Heath Ledger was announced as Joker, uh, mm-hmm. roughly 20 years later, um, there was probably some outrage for that because they did not think that he had the, the gusto. They could play those roles, yeah. That he had but he's, the, but he's one of the best. Now, yeah. ranking your favorite, because he's also, I believe, going to play it, Batman again in some mm. multiverse thing. Really? I feel like, like they're doing that with everything. They're doing that with Spider-Man. But who's your favorite Batman? Oh man, I would have to say Christian Bale, just because that's like, I just I love that, like the Batman Begins and the Dark Knight are some of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If and everything was the same about his Batman, but the movies were terrible, would you say the same thing? <sighs> no, I'd probably mm-hmm. go with Michael Keaton. Okay. Now, how about Batfleck? Uh, it's not even a thought. I don't really. Even, yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Nothing. I enjoy. I enjoy most of that because he's actually yeah. doing actual detective work in a lot of that. That's a yeah. And that's a great example of my the way I think of Ben Affleck is not not like in, as like an act, action hero actor, hero. You know what I mean? So I just feel like that didn't really work for me personally. So, so you, so you weren't a fan stuff. of Daredevil? Nope, nope. <laughs> Was anybody? <laughs> I mean, one of the one of the funniest things about the Daredevil movie in 2003, mm-hmm. you know, you have uh, you had all of these 2000s uh, references, like he's it's off the hizzy, but you yeah. say you say you said like you heard stuff like that in by the po- by the time by the time 2003 happened, like it was all dated. Yeah, that's very true. And now it's like oof, it's like a comedy, <laughs> pretty much bad, pretty but, much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Huzzah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> With that. Hey, you gotta get the tongue out, Josh. What's up? <laughs> 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 they get close to the camera for that. Entertainment. Where's the entertainment, guys? So what's been coming up now on Netflix is Bo Burnham's Inside. It just released a few weeks ago, no? Yeah, yeah. I think last, last week, two weeks ago. No kidding. Yeah. So mm. Bur- Bo Burnham, say that three times fast. Uh, yeah, Bo definitely. Burnham is a comedian. He's a songwriter. He's a multi-instrumentalist. He's a director. Um, but he filmed this all in one room, single guy. Um it's very mm. creatively directed. I want to get your initial thoughts, Josh. I was completely stunned, completely stunned because I I've saw, you know, a lot of his earlier specials and the video that made him famous, right? So he's, he's a YouTube star who mm-hmm. went viral because of his creative songwriting, his, mm-hmm. his comedic stuff. Yeah. He's been around for the scene for since like 2006. A while. Yeah. A yeah. while. And there was that one video of him sitting at the keyboard with the, with the camera on him mm-hmm. um, that went viral and then that kind of started his career catapulted yep yeah exactly put him into the the limelight um and so whenever i always thought of his specials and as his material as really clever and um pretty pretty funny pretty Mm -hmm. funny i never nothing like rolling around laughing it's just kind of like one of those things that's like oh like he's got good points and it's kind of silly you know whatever but this just really struck me yeah really struck me in what way he so you know the story of this right is he did it over quarantine mm-hmm. and so he was quarantined to this one space i don't know if it was truly i mean i'm guessing but or if it was done for the show but um where he stayed he, in this one place and just created a special where he was there for over a year just making and writing and coming up with ideas and songs and bit, bits and all that and it just became it was very dark because you can kind of see that his mental health, whether again, whether if it was just for the special, if it was like a character or whatever, I mean, it doesn't matter if it was or wasn't, but you can just see his decline as kind of each segment, you know, plays out. Yep. Um, and it was just very jarring to me. Yeah, I agree. It's centered around his feelings of depression, anxiety over the pandemic last year, which a lot of people can, of course, relate to. Um, during lockdown yeah. uh, but it puts new meaning to the term one man band or one man show which it's creatively shot with uh, occasional comments and rambles on about himself about the world about people um but i agree like he kind of like has this little bit of a downward spiral spiral because it's presented as messy and disheveled with wires everywhere which got me like feeling like oh i hate that because i'm very ocd um in my opinion uh you know growing his hair out um it just shows imperfection and struggle right yeah exactly and i think that's a um you know something we all can kind of relate to during quarantine because it was such a hard time that a lot of people really felt you know the, the the pain of the world and everything was amplified because of that and you know kind of like we mentioned before with kind of what happened um the fact that everyone went online like nobody was allowed to really see anybody or go anywhere or have any like physical contact mm-hmm. and it kind of we see the effects of that and he has that in one of his bits right where he mm-hmm. talks about like yeah like you know i realized like, 
because she does it sarcastically saying like like the only thing you need is the digital self and like nothing else is real or you know like real physical physical you know will kill you and of course that was a joke but um we can see that you know Mm -hmm. a lot of us felt that way it's it like really punched me in the face because i i feel like i didn't really go through a lot of like mental issues because of it i i I would have if i was alone um but the fact that i was with my wife made it a lot better but i really can feel like those moments where you where you're alone and you're trying to create you kind of have this loneliness and you just want to be active and you want to like say something you want to like make a difference yeah then the the inner voice says like well it doesn't matter like anything you say like it doesn't matter Uh, yeah, at some point really when you're when you're pursuing some creative action, no, let's start from the beginning because right. whenever like you encounter some type of loneliness, because you know we are part of this least lonely generation, which makes us the most lonely generation, and yeah. this was amplified by lockdown. Um, there's a certain part of us, maybe not everybody. I know me, for example. Yeah, I was lonely. Sure, mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. I was around family a little bit, but that got tiring after a while, and you know they have their own routine. Um, yeah. But yeah. using your loneliness we have some type of thing eating away at us that we have to do something productive but to go to some project um is more difficult now and that that visual that netflix special you know all those feelings were definitely validated yeah i think so i think so you can you can see it you can see the results um which is crazy, which is crazy. Because you you go into to his regular shows, his regular comedies, and everything's just kind of like, it's not, I don't, I don't want to say lighthearted because he always like hits some deep topics. Yeah. But this was just so deep and just kind of dark um, just because it reflected what the world was like yeah. in 2020. You know, I've never TV. seen, I've never seen anything Bo Burnham before this ever. Really? Maybe, maybe in passing, but I didn't know who it was. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've seen two, two of his specials. He has two of them that are mm-hmm. on on Netflix and I've watched them years ago. Um, and I, I like them, but they you know, there was nothing like this. Like this is yeah. just very impactful, very dark, very like, it just hit you with emotion. Yeah. And there's like so, like every scene has something something to inspect and to something analyze. New. And something new, exactly. Deep, every, you know? Talking about the visuals, uh, they're fantastic. Um, you know, obviously with him being a director and editor, you're seeing mm-hmm. the one room that he is in, um, in a sense as an entirely new place with each song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a trans. Everything transforms every yes. time, every scene, every, and he's really speaking. You know, uh, he's telling a story with all of these things, right? Um, just as, and you can kind of see it as like the news is coming out. So as time is progressing, you can see no, you know more um, discussions about branding and inequality and how mm-hmm. that, like, like every company had to chime in to like events mm-hmm. and all the to the, be heard. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, un- the unrest, mm-hmm. civil unrest and then talking about like um education and then talking about like yeah. just uh economic inequality and yeah. all this stuff and infrastructure and yeah it was just just intense like it was just a guy who like felt something that he needed to say and trying to like turn it like a comical way look on things but then while still keeping the jab like yeah and it was just so interesting just for you to have some simple little nugget to mow over to think about reflect yeah. on like like sure like this was silly and um he's trying to say this to make you feel a little bit better about it while at the same time trying to make you see the reality of, mm-hmm. of some of these things and i really liked a lot of the stuff that he said yeah 
obviously I'm a little more right leaning with things. Um, but I really agreed with a lot of the stuff that yeah. was, you know, bringing to light and mm -hmm. it just was very moving, mm -hmm. very emotionally moving. Well, speaking of emotions, you know, I didn't feel the best watching this either. I know you didn't. Right. You told no, me before. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be a comedy. It's supposed to be entertaining. But a lot of people like the uh, like this special because they relate to it. I would like to watch it again because things may be in a different light or they might grow on me. You know how like you watch, you listen to an album and you don't like it and then you like it later on. Mm -hmm. I think there's some merit to that because there's a lot to unpack. Um, but I found it overall real depressing. You know, I watched it in spurts. Uh, I, f I felt a lot of his feelings 2020. Not everything is fully processed yet in my mind. Um, but, you know, comedy, it, it ain't all clean and glamorous all the time. Um, mm -hmm. It definitely shows how impactful this was, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> And yeah, so I, I watched it twice. Once mm -hmm. I like watched half of it and then I had a break and then I watched the second half of it. And then once just watched it all the way through mm -hmm. um, just to try to analyze it and try to see everything that he was really saying because I'm so struck with the first the first uh, watch of it. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I think this is something that a lot of people are gonna be analyzing and checking out. And it definitely, it's art, you know, it's art. And like, mm -hmm. that's, that's like the best way to like look at this is it's not just like a comedy special like it says it's speaking about like our people our generation like what we went through and like, like the this year it almost was like a documentary you know of like how humanity was like for that year and mm -hmm. what it was like for the average person yeah and it's, it's agony it's agony you know mm -hmm. yeah my one critique with it in my opinion um i don't think anything fully profound was said talking maybe about social political statements mm. as far as that goes you know nothing said here hasn't already been said in the last few years um so at least i have that known to process but i don't think it was meant to be fully ground breaking uh, this special just seems to be a way for him to express his despair like everybody else there is still something to be said here there's still something that a lot of people can relate to. And it's just like you said, Josh, that it's a reflection of the time that we are in. So for us, per, I mean, for me personally, because obviously we are living in this, I've heard this stuff time and time again, battered with, a, with it like a bat. Um, and more or less, I'm tired of hearing it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but for the people a hundred years from now, I think of course they're going to find some value and some uh some some accuracy to it yeah yeah i think so i think so and i i agree with you there i agree with you yeah it wasn't anything incredibly groundbreaking it was just kind of i don't want to say like an echo chamber but but kind of where you oh yeah okay you, know, you just get you hear you've and we've all heard these things before but i'm um, happy that people are propping it up yeah but when you think about this right so what is art like what is creativity what is yeah. creative expression and that's exactly what he did is he said you know i have i have these feelings i have these frustrations i have, I have this like uh it's like this angst that i need to like release through the way that i know how to which is by creating music and creating comedy. and i admire him for that yeah okay. yeah exactly i mean you think about anybody like any musician and artist and that kind of was in a adverse time and in a difficult mm -hmm. situation that's what, that's what they do that's what you know and um, yeah, I think even though it is like an echo chamber, 
it still expresses like the pain of yep. what the artist feels mm -hmm. like times like this. So I feel that. Why not keep that? Yeah. yeah. Just have to make sure that everything is focused on the good, right? Yes. Not just what's falling apart. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so I, I would say watch at your own risk. He hits a lot of topics that are very difficult and kind of hard to hear and to uh, discuss for like the average populace, I would say. But if you want something that really makes you as if you weren't living through 2020 to make you like realize the pain of, of the year and what it kind of felt like, then this is-, this is Yeah, great. and I agree, watch it in spurts too, if, yeah, if you feel I wouldn't the need necessarily, to. Yeah, watch it from front to back. Yeah, or with other with other people. Don't be like, yeah, me. like yeah, I'll watch yeah. it by myself. Yeah, just sitting in my office watching this and just feeling disparity. But <laughs> <laughs> so at your own risk. But it's it's. I think this is something that people have been talking about for years, and I'm sure it'll win awards. And I'm sure. I mean, it's I got, I got a hundred on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So, mm -hmm. um, and I just hope he comes around. He comes around because he talks a lot about like his his past, and he grew up in a Christian home, and. And again, it's, it's kind of what we see in, in society is people fall away and they deconstruct mm -hmm. and then everything kind of falls apart. Yeah. And, and oftentimes people get, a, they stray a little too far yeah. from where they're at home, where their yeah. home is. Mm -hmm. And things can be difficult when you do that. So their home and in, in their heart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just hope that he finds his way back. Or that our society finds a way back. How would that? <laughs> where you're meant to be. Okay. Here's, to, here's to hoping, Joshy. It's time for the news. So Joe Rogan, <laughs> he called CNN's Brian Selter effing terrible. I don't. I don't really watch network anything. I don't either. Like, so I can't really chime in. So Rogan's conversation, he talked with a guy, Kyle Kalinsky uh, on the JRE, uh, and he described like this one CNN segment about YouTubers slash podcasters, which is what we are. Hey. Uh, well, in some cases, getting more viewers. Obviously, we are not a big channel. We're a little, little itty bitty channel at this point in time. Um, basically claiming that they're stealing viewers from, uh, from network TV. Um, <laughs> And, you know, there is a lot of merit to that, but that is just a reflection, in my opinion, of the way the market is. Because Rogan said yeah. to Stelter, um, well, not actually to him, but just uh, vicariously oh, through the internet. Yeah, he said of Stelter, uh, he claimed uh, that Stelter was like felt that like he was entitled to viewers, CNN Stelter. Right. Um, Which no one and, is, by the no, way. No, no one is. Um, I don't care what anybody thinks. This is because, you know, the market has spoken and... Your show is terrible. That's what Rogan said. You know, right. people have moved away from network TV in order to go to YouTubers because it's their choice. Right. And they because have we're, we're realizing, especially the, you know, who is consuming things and it's our generation. Mm -hmm. Like we're the most that consume in us and below consume the most media ever, like in mm -hmm. any generations. Right. And so because of that, we're, we're speaking with our clicks, right? Mm -hmm. And we we know, and we're kind of seeing through all of these networks, right? Yeah. And how how biased they can be, and kind of how false things can be. And we you know, we've read those articles, and we've talked, you know, we've heard those stories. And so I think there's, there's something to that. We're all moving away from television into this more, you know, like YouTube space and yeah. podcasting. And why do you think? Yeah. Why do you think all of these networks have moved on to YouTube as well? 
Yeah, exactly. Cause, There's cause a people reason of seeing that because yeah. everyone knows no one's watching cable television anymore. I don't have cable. Yeah, you know, and I don't think you do either. Like, no, no I mean, we're a generation of people who don't do that. Now, for a reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we know where real freedom of expression lies, and that's the yeah. thing. You know, there is Which a even lot. Then, sometimes even then, on point. these platforms, we're starting to see something going on. Yeah, with like we your talked freedom. about last week, like mm -hmm. episode twelve about the big tech. So if you yep. haven't watched that one, check that one out. It's good. Yeah. Talk about censorship a bit. And so we kind of see that. Yeah. But yeah, but exactly. speaking of the market, uh, going to a different area, mm -hmm. CNN Stelter Show and also Don Lemon's show, their ratings are slipping. Now that the election, I mean, it makes sense. Now that the election is over, we are seeing this happen in short order, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, then, you know, Trump anymore. Exactly, uh, it's, that's what it's all about. And, you know, he's not in the limelight too much anymore, although he is giving speeches People to what I know. People still try to wrinkle sure. him dry still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to get as much water out of that towel as possible. Then he, like, he went on to say that, I mean, Joe Rogan said this to went on to say that these two guys are not real humans. I don't think he means that they're not real humans. If he does mean that they're not real humans, that's kind of like not the best thing to say about a person. But I don't know if he meant to say it that way. Maybe he like that they're beneath human beings. I think he meant to say that like these people on network are not being transparent with the everyday person like you and me right well exactly and because they're, they're controlled by the network too yeah you know like yes I mean, that's the yeah. thing about these these these, big, these guys like, need to be journal like, yeah, yeah yeah it's everything both like five, sides. both sides yes. and that's the story that's the story right is we have these big companies that are in charge of them that are that the head honchos are saying mm -hmm. you need to talk about this you need to show these things put emphasis on these and then journalism is gone yeah they're not being real journalists every single person on these network television shows mm -hmm. is being told what to do to a certain degree by yeah. these executives and then you get someone like joe rogan yeah who is incredible at at bridging the gap between mm -hmm. political parties like sure yes. he's more left-leaning but he's willing to talk to anybody and he has great discussions and great mm -hmm. interviews and he's real and honest mm -hmm. and he will go against everything just to, just to try to like get down to the nitty gritty mm -hmm. of things. Yeah. And he has money now and he's got wealth and like, he's, he's like, he's like becoming this top dog and he everyone is. is turning to him and kind of seeking his opinions on things because we know he's real and the stuff mm -hmm. that he's going to say is going to, you know, it's not to mention the guests that he invites. Yeah. 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 Based on what Rogan said, towards stelter um i will agree that he seemed he seemed hot and bothered for being criticized by stelter um that his show will be silenced mm. um and it's very interesting his episodes have been already been pulled by spotify just like a few of them that seem really? to be yeah like a, a few of them i'll tell you it's the ones with uh, alex jones i people made a big stink about bill burrs and also also, also Elon Musk, mm. um, you know, criticizing Rogan's side for starters. I think it's a little early to tell what he is saying is 100% true about stuff being censored or pulled or silent or whatever. True, mm. because he gets 200 million downloads on Spotify per week, you know? Yeah, so exactly. Not going away anytime soon. But on the other hand, you can't ignore some of the stuff that is getting pulled. Right. And it's getting pulled for a reason, just like as we said last time. Like if things are getting silenced, it's because someone's trying to hide something. Or, sure, know, sure. And there's, there's something to that. There's something to that. And they're but trying to form. It's, this like, it's like you said with his opinion. It's unpredictable. 
it's also entertaining, but also it's real. It's conversation. And, mm -hmm. you know, the integrity of that is fantastic. And the interviewing both liberal thinkers, as well as those on the right, he pushes back on both. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. Yeah. And I love that because that's what journalism is. Mm -hmm. And he's not even a journalist. He's just a, a guy with a podcast, you yep. know. And that's why, like, the network hates him. And like the the left and like everyone well, and the right, like everyone is just pushing to destroy this guy because he's he's one upping everyone. Yeah, I don't really see the reason why people such as Stelter or maybe even people on the right too that are criticizing people who are having a significant impact on the population like Joe Rogan, because you cannot go back to the way things were. People have their distrust in these network televisions and that's not going away anytime soon. You can't get rid of it because the idea is implanted. Yeah, exactly. It is. Like, I will never, ever go back to network news. Never. You know, these people that form their entire identity um, on politics, whether it be left or right stuff, um, based on their network masters, uh, are essentially, in my opinion, hollow individuals. Yeah, just you a know, cog in their machine. Yeah, um, I'm kind of referencing T.S. Eliot, you know, the hollow man, but in this case, it could be man or woman. You know, they latch onto this stuff, uh, you know, like a flotation device. And, you know, if you do that, or you're if you're around people, too many people like that, uh, you'll drown. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. And you don't ever think for yourself. And that's the thing. I'm, I'm always so wary about anything that I see because I just, I want to always, and yeah, I've said this before, like I want to have my own opinions, my own thoughts. I don't want anything being swayed, which is hard because everywhere we go, everything's biased. Mm -hmm. You know, can't watch a late night television show without there being some kind of bias and push in a, in a direction. So that's why I'm always like wary about all of that. And I'm mm -hmm. trying to like see both sides and then see what the truth is that's why i love that one what's the website we found about the news for like, ground news yep it looks news. at both which i like that i like that because what i'll do is like for i'll look at a, a topic and i'll hit up all a bunch of different articles and then yep. you, can, you can kind of form you can look at left center and right yeah and, and i suggest do... i suggest people in the audience do all three yeah and that's what i do oh. <laughs> that's I what i some, do some of the glass shattered <laughs> we made people think yeah, exactly. And so, so that's what I do. Right? So I, I, I'll read all three articles from all ends of the spectrum. And then you can kind of see where the what the true story is, and yep. the opinions that like, I then can form on my own and mm -hmm. then have an idea about, you know, as opposed to just having propaganda shoved into my face and yeah. believing what they want me to believe. What were we taught in school before having a well developed background? What's that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? What is that? <laughs> yeah. What does it mean to have a well-developed background? Exactly what you just said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we, that's what we need. That's what we need. Not this propaganda and agendas being thrown down our throats from all directions. Yeah. But it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And then of course, cancel culture does its thing, right? Where it's just a stupid mob mentality that wants to attack somebody. But that's, a, I think Joe Rogan, he's, he's like untouchable. He can do anything, I think. And there's obviously there's a lot of things that he's gotten in trouble for, mm -hmm. but it's always gone, you know, like it disappears. Yep. Right. Would you agree? Yeah. And that's just kind of who he is because he can, because again, he's making Spotify a lot of money. And so I doubt they're ever going to like kick, kick him, you know, pull it because it's all, you know, he speaks with his clicks and that because everyone's listening to his stuff. Yeah. And like we said, he's no expert. 
on the things that he talks about. That's why he brings in guests. Like occasionally, like he talks about experts. DMT. Like well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, you know, he brings on experts to talk about that. Like as soon as the beginning of the pandemic, like everyone flocked to him oh, because yeah. he was having the best of the best people to talk about this stuff. And like a lot of really cool things, like you know, a lot of information on both sides. And so that's why it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. He's just like a, he's just this icon. <laughs> My favorite moments of him, there's this one video where he's talking about how chimps are going to like F you up. Oh, really? Uh, and, oh no, I'm going to send it to you right after. Please, uh, people watch <laughs> it. I'm sure he's got multiple of them, but it's the one where he's got like his, his like lips out and like he's screaming. I'll send mm. it to you. You'll, you'll be able to find just Joe Rogan apes or Joe Rogan chimps. You'll find it. Um, but then also the ones where he's just wearing like an astronaut outfit. I just love that. Right. I have to remember too that he's a comedian. It's hard to like remember that, but yeah. he was, yeah. he did stand up for years. Oh yeah. And he was on like network television comedy yeah. shows. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did Fear Factor. Yes. And um, yeah. Fighting and all that. Yeah. Oh, I love his fighting commentary. Yeah, Every single crazy. time, like somebody gets knocked on, he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I know, it's good. It's good. Oh my. And that, and that one guy who's trying to like high five him, but like he's not even noticing. Fuck off oh KO my for goodness. Jeff Neal. Oh my goodness. Oh my, oh my goodness. He's just looking at the, like the knockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome stuff. <laughs> Well, yeah, so I guess we, we got to just keep supporting good old Joe and uh, let him know that, like, well, I mean, we are, and he is being supported. Joe, but, um, Josh is here for for, for you. And, yeah, uh, I care about and, you. And so, and so is Joe. Keep doing your thing me, as a man Joe. who is more is kind of... Me, con- Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ro- Rogan. Ro-Jogan. Ro-Jogan. Keep doing your thing. I appreciate you. Have us on the show. We can be idiots that talk about stupid stuff. Wouldn't it be great if Feeling Grounded was big enough where that we could actually talk to Joe Rogan? That'd be pretty cool. Maybe one day. Well, after our Antarctic trip. Yes, I, I concur. <laughs> I concur. Thank Joe you. Rogan can come with us. <laughs> I okay. I hope that's not really a pipe dream, but we'll see. We'll see. Keep, keep, keep it up. So what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grounded Podcast, like the video, Share the video, please. And we want you guys also to become a patron. For the only three bucks a month, you guys get exclusive content. Follow us on Feeling Grounded Podcast, where you guys will see also exclusive content too for free. And you guys will see our other mediums, Apple Podcasts. You guys will see Spotify, iHeartRadio, as well as numerous others. Um, We just appreciate you guys all for sticking around and uh, seeing this. Please make sure to also on YouTube or whatever medium that you can find, Instagram, ask us questions. Our whole slogan is you've got questions, you're feeling grounded. That's how change happens. That is how you'll feel grounded. So we want you guys to ask us any question that you feel compelled to ask us. Like, uh, do you ever clip your toenails, Josh? Very rarely. (laughs) I'll answer it for you. (laughs) I wait until I can sharpen them. Okay. You got questions? (laughs) On that note, you're feeling (laughs) good.